curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. everybody, Michelle Slaney Travato here. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Living Your Legacy show. Today, I have got two extraordinary gentlemen on our call. As you guys all know, I love talking to legacy makers, ordinary people who are out there building extraordinary legacies, and the professionals who support them. Sometimes I even get to have it all mixed together into one. And today, that's what I've got on the call. I am talking to two handsome fellas in New York, although they are globetrotters, and I understand that one of them is flying out to Florida later on today. And I want to tell you all about them because this is going to be such a cool interview. I'm so excited. So John Cronin and his dad, Mark X. Cronin, are more than just engaging speakers. And boy, are they good speakers. They are entrepreneurs, philanthropists, humanitarians, and leaders. And are they ever? Oh, and John also happens to have Down syndrome, and he's cute as a button for those of us on the podcast. You can't see him, but he had a fresh haircut today. He looks real good. Together, these two have built a multi-million dollar, internationally renowned business from scratch. I cannot wait to find out the story of that. John and Mark are co-founders of John's Crazy Socks, which has a mission to spread happiness. Oh, you just own my heart right there with that. More than half of their employees have differing ability and every day they show what people with differing abilities can do. You guys rock. They are fierce advocates for people of differing abilities and have testified twice before the U.S. Congress and spoken at the United Nations. How cool is that? They've even toured Canada on a United Nations tour they were telling me about earlier. Can't wait to chat some more with these guys. John and Mark are winners of the EY Entrepreneur of the Year and the Monsignor Thomas J. Hartman Humanitarian of the Year Award. They are members of the United States State Department Speakers Bureau. Wow, that's an accomplishment. And they have wowed audiences, including Microsoft, EY, the Bank of America, SHRM and Campbell Snacks, as well as universities across the United States and Canada. And today they are gifting me with a little bit of their time. I am so grateful for you guys to be here. Welcome to the call. Wow. They, wow. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited. We, we, it's, it's very nice what you say with you know, when you talk about humanitarians, you know, that's like Mother Teresa. Yeah, you know, we're just a couple of knuckleheads selling socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you guys are so much more than that, but I love your humility. So, John, would you tell us a little bit about you? How old are you? Um, I am 27. I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm... Single and eligible. He is single and eligible. Okay, <laughs> ladies out there, <laughs> you heard you heard that. We're going to be playing matchmaker shortly. If anybody wants to meet a happy, handsome New Yorker, he is on the market. Yeah, I love that. That is amazing. Uh, thank you. I'm 27. I uh, I live in I live in Huntington, New York. Um, I've had my from 
New York City. Um, I, I haven't been in school. Sean's created socks. Um, this my idea. And I will go be with my dad. And well, you're an athlete. I am. I am better than an athlete. Which sports do you play? I play basketball, track and field, soccer, and those two. Right. Plus, how do you have time to work with all that? Plus, you do the um, polar plunge. I do polar plunge. Um, for Special Olympics, you're a dancer. You like that? Well, I'm dancing. Ooh, um, look at those moves you got going on there. You like, let's see, you like going to the movies? Yeah, I love going to movies. I, I really love what? Spending time with my family mm. and hanging with my brothers um, and my sister Emma. Right. You put her in there. Uh, let's see. You're, you're a friends fanatic. Yeah, I am friends fanatic. <laughs> I love friends. Very cool. Who's your favorite character on that show? My favorite one is Joey. I thought you might uh, say that. Except he's not my role model. I have to remind him he's not his role model. Okay, well, who is the role model character? Uh, my mom, my dad. Oh, you are like the sweetest thing ever. So Joey is your favorite TV show guy, but in real life, it's all about mom and dad, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you are so sweet. I just want to like. I just want to take you home. Come over and visit me sometime. Well, we could package you up. <laughs> Are you going to come in a box that says John's Crazy Socks? That is a warrant, a warrant expired. Oh, the warranty is expired on you? <laughs> yeah. We can't take you back to the John store. No, can't get back to the factory. That's it. Your dad's stuck with you, is he? No return? You're as you came as is. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I am a human being. You are a human being, yes, Indeed you are. Indeed you are. And a very sweet one to boot. I think you're amazing. So, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey as a dad and how your business came to be? Well, let's see. My journey as a dad. Well, my wife and I, we got married what we thought was relatively young, a year out of college. And uh, we spent much of our 20s trying to figure things out, you know, going to grad school and exploring, doing different things. And after about 10 years, she called me up, you know, pulled me aside and said, all right, big fella, it is time. <laughs> And I didn't realize how much my wife controls the universe. She told me that uh, she wanted to have three children, three years apart, and she wanted them all born in the first part of the year. Okay. Well, we now have a 33-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 27-year-old born in January, February, and March. Well, now. Um, I was wary of being a dad. I thought I would be a very lousy dad. No, you're not. And it, turn, yourself. and it turns out it is the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Even though this parenting stuff is very humbling. Yep, it Don't sure is. For our kids, and it's really not that much. Um. My partner here, my buddy, he's taught a, a, an awful lot. Um, you know, that particular journey started in the middle of the night. Uh, John was born about a week early. Uh, there were some fun circumstances there. Uh, emergency C-section. and uh, But everything was great. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you the APGAR score and it was, everything was good. And like his older brothers, they put you right after you were born in my arms and I bent over and the whole universe was there. Mm-hmm. It was just joy. And a short time later, my wife and I were in waiting in some transition room and the covering OB came in and said, I'm so sorry. I have bad news for you. It appears that your son 
may have a slight case of Down syndrome. And that's how we found out. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of parents mm-hmm. hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, what we should be hearing is congratulations. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we said. We, we looked and said, what are you talking about? This is our boy. This is our son. Mm-hmm. Um, and in John's case, uh, you know, that he, like many people with Down syndrome, John faced some particular medical challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, on the third day of his life, John needed intestinal bypass surgery. His wow. intestine was not fully formed. He was getting no nutrition. He was literally starving. Um, so he had that surgery. I remember we brought a Catholic priest into the NICU to baptize him because we didn't know if he could survive the operation. Wow. Um, and before he was three months old, he needed open heart surgery. About 50% of people born with Down syndrome are born with significant heart defects. Wow. John had two holes in his heart and a bad valve. Um, his heart could not keep up. Um, he wasn't growing. It's, it seems wild to think of it now. We measured him in grams. Mm, wow. Weight. He wound up in full congestive heart failure. I held my boy in my arms, and he was uh, he was literally turning blue. Uh, he had that surgery again. We, we didn't know if he could survive the surgery, but he couldn't live without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we could do was find the best doctors, and uh, that surgery went well. So he survived and began to thrive. Um, but here's the thing, you know, if there are parents listening, when John was young, you couldn't talk. Okay. John learned sign language to communicate and use an assistive voice device. Mm-hmm. He started school and was originally in an inclusion classroom. Mm-hmm. But in the first grade, early on in the year, teachers came to us and said, Look, we we think he ought to move to a twelve one one, a special ed class, um, and we were somewhat resistant, but at the same time said, you know, you guys have the training and expertise. Mm-hmm. We very much believe in inclusion, but they said, look, John knows he's not doing the same work as everybody else, yeah. and it's frustrating him. Mm-hmm. So, and he'll flourish, and he did. He did flourish in that class. And and you had a great educational experience. Um, And we did with John what we did with our other sons. You're always trying to promote independence, Mm -hmm. which uh, is challenging sometimes, right? Because you have to let your kid fail, which means you have to let them figure some things out. That can take more time. You Mm -hmm. you have to be um, but John kept showing us what he could do. There didn't seem to be limits. Um, and then it came for this business. So you jump ahead in the U.S. You can stay in the public school system until you either graduate high school or turn 21. Mm-hmm. So in the fall of 2016, John was entering his last year of school. Um, and that's when we started this business. Hmm. And that story starts in a small log cabin in the woods. No. No. <laughs> it starts here on suburban Long Island. And where were you? I, I was at uh, Huntington High School. I could be my last year school. He's trying to figure out what am I going to do next? And and what were you looking at? I look at job program and school. I don't like other options I don't like. And you know how this is, Michelle. There just aren't enough opportunities for people with different abilities. You are right. An awful situation. In the mm-hmm. U.S., only one in five people with an intellectual development disability are employed. Wow. 
But John here, John is a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see something you wanted, what'd you say? I want to create one, I want to make one. And I told I in I told my father, I want to go business with him. And nice father is father is done being together. So I'm a lucky man. Yes, and you I got are. three sons and mm -hmm. um and this is one I can work with. Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> so um, so then it was, all right, what type of business, what are we going to do? And uh, I've run, started run multiple businesses of various sizes over the years. So John had exposure to that. Um, and entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs have ideas all the time. Mm -hmm. Some of them are good ideas, not all of them. Mm -hmm. What was one of your ideas? A, a food truck. I have an idea from the, a movie called Shrek. And John Farrow. It I I it's a neat movie about a, a father and son fighting a food truck. So this seemed like a lot of fun. And we're thinking, what would we make? Where would we put it? Mm -hmm. A lot of hot dogs. Right. Uh but we we ran into a problem. Oh. We can't cook. Yeah, we can't cook. Oh, no. That is a problem. So it wasn't going to be a food truck. But then, right before the U.S. Thanksgiving in November, John, you had your eureka moment. I did. Um, I want to sell crazy socks. Wild socks. It's fun. It's colorful. It's creative. It always let me be me. I've worn crazy socks my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks for John. Huh. So this is what we figured. If John loved them that much, surely other people would too. Mm -hmm. So that's where we got the idea. And at that point, well, the traditional thing to do is to stop everything and put together your business plan. You know, do your market research, competitive analysis, operational plan, financial forecast. Um, uh, that's not what we did. We went the lean startup route. We said, mm -hmm. let's just get something up and running mm -hmm. and see how customers respond. They'll tell us. Mm -hmm. so you already had the name. Yeah, I got a name. I took a website. He was drawing you know, designs for website. So... We built a website on a good Canadian company on the Shopify platform. Um, we got a little bit of inventory. We were bootstrapping, you know, so you got to make do with what you have. Uh, mm -hmm. Got asked once by a student, what exactly is bootstrapping? And said, well, it means you have no money. So you have to make do. So the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. I would take out my cell phone. And we made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? I am. I talk about socks. I come up. I I talk about socks. I come up a cash phrase. It is socks, socks, and blood socks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what day did we open? We opened on a Friday, December 9th, 2016. And we didn't know what to expect, but people were sharing those videos. Mm -hmm. First day, we got what felt like a flood of orders. We got 42 orders. Wow. And, and most of them were local, which made sense, right? Mm -hmm. He was Huntington High School. We lived in Huntington. We had temporary office space there. So what did we decide to, how did we deliver those first orders? Our first order is our, our home deliveries. We get red boxes. I put sock, uh, a sock in, in a box. I put a thinking of I wrote. I put a, uh, a candy or uh, the bag of Hershey Kisses. Filled it up, filled these boxes with Hershey's Kisses. Yes. Loaded up the car, drove around, and you knocked on doors delivering socks. How the customers respond? Customers respond. They love the socks. I take a picture with me and... I took a picture with me and a sock with the customer. 
uh, with a customer um, and share it on social media, I would get a spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their house. <laughs> there were families waiting to take pictures with us. And there were some that. funny moments, right? Because just the two of us. So there would be some nights. It's after 10 o'clock at night. And I don't know what it's like in Vancouver, but John's knocking on doors saying, you know, just John with your socks. Just sue me. No, don't. <laughs> but at the end of that month, really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders. Wow. And we knew yeah. we had something. We knew we could grow this business. We didn't know how big it would grow. We didn't know how fast. But you, know, you learn by doing. So mm -hmm. we learned a few things. One. One of people want to socks. Two, people want to socks for me. They related to John. Yes. They liked that personal touch of the thank you note in the candy. Mm -hmm. They liked the fact we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. There was one thing that really caught us off guard. Mm. We got a very emotional response from a lot of people. Yep. Because they saw a young man with Down syndrome starting a business. Yeah. Um, if we didn't test it, we never would have known that. Because, you know, to us, it's just, just John, right? Mm -hmm. And then you learn by doing. So we learned that this young man. I did it. I did an old man. We could. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, um, that's how we got started. We began to build out the business. Mm -hmm. And to spread word. You know, you focus. We, we had a a different type of business model. Mm -hmm. It's a social enterprise. Now you have a business formation like that in Canada. Mm -hmm. We don't really in the U.S. In the U.S., you're either a nonprofit or a for-profit. But with a social enterprise, we have both a social mission and a business mission. Um, and, and you can put it in a larger perspective Oh, back in the 1960s, a famous economist in the U.S., Alan Greenspan, said that companies only had one obligation. They had an obligation to their shareholders, and that was it. Hmm. Today, you could think about something called, people will call stakeholder capitalism, which says, no, companies have an obligation to all their stakeholders. Right. Their employees, their customers, the community, the environment, and shareholders. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, we know we know our purpose. And what are we all about? Spreading happiness. And that's that's not just idle words. We talk about that every day. It guides our decisions. It guides how we spend resources. Mm -hmm. um, and and we built the business or on five pillars. One is pretty and hope. Two, give it back. Three, fun products you can love. Four, make it personal. Five, make it great place to work. So we added that fifth one as we went along. But, you know, that's kind of common sense. If we want to spread happiness, you got to start at home. Mm -hmm. how, could our, how could we spread happiness with our customers if our colleagues weren't happy? So that's very important to us. And, and we break that down into, you know, one, offer people a mission worthy of their commitment. Something bigger than ourselves, something that matters, something you can care about. And it's got to be more than we're going to make money. Mm -hmm. and, and don't get me wrong, Michelle. We want to make money. Absolutely. We're recording this from our home. We like to live indoors. And every month we got to pay the rent. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's part of it. Um, make sure everybody knows why his or her job matters. There's no cog in the machinery. There's no make work job. Yeah. Our entry-level job is a picker in our pick-and-pack warehouse. What do we call our pickers? Stock picklers. Stock wranglers. 
If you ask for any one of our sock wranglers, they will tell you they are there to spread happiness. They know why their job is important. And then three, put people in a position to succeed. Don't ask people to do what they can't do. We don't ask John to do our finances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give them the support they need. Four, recognize what everybody does. You work hard at this podcast. Thank you, you prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel good when somebody says to you, hey, Michelle, that was awesome. Yes, it does. And, and sometimes it's as simple as going up to somebody and saying, thank you. And the last piece of that, stay the hell out of the way. Let people do their jobs, right? So mm-hmm. we we make a place where people want to work. Uh, we've had some ups and downs. There have been sometimes we've had to let people go because of economic downturn. Mm-hmm. But we really don't have people leave. Uh, we did, though, recently have one person leave. And, 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 it, and, it I, my fault. and I blame John. It Thank was entirely you. John's fault. Um, because um, it, uh, Christy worked with us a long time on our social media. She left to become a special education teacher. Oh. It's John who inspired her. So it's John's fault. Absolutely. So, totally is, John. All on you. So make it a great place to work. Making it personal. We're, we're looking to build relationships. We're not chasing transactions. We're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Wow, people. We want to share and create and share customer experiences. Mm-hmm. To this day, every package gets a thank you note in candy. And, you know, we'll tell you, we've now shipped to 88 different countries. But if we get an order between our office and our home, what are you doing with it? I'm still doing home deliveries. Still knocking on doors, doing home deliveries. But it, that infuses everything we do. So, you know, if you call our place, you're not going to get voice trail. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to an actual human. And we don't listen in, and there aren't any scripts. Mm-hmm. You know, people that answer phones are our happiness creators. They can spend $200 on any customer. Just let's make people happy. Aww. We guarantee our socks for two years. And yet, our return rate is less than Point two percent. Wow. Because people are happy. Mm-hmm. Then make you know fun products that people can love. That cuts two ways. One, who has to approve every product we sell? I do. John does. And John has made us take things off the shelves. Ooh. We had some socks that had some profane language on it. John said, no, 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 no. Right, the the reindeer games, the naughty reindeers, you took those off. Uh, (laughs) um, But what it also means is, yes, we have a social purpose, but you still got to deliver the goods. Mm -hmm. You got to have a great website. You got to have great selection. How many different socks do we have now? We we have uh, 4,000 different kinds of socks, which means I am the world, the world largest sock store. You're the world's largest sock store in terms of choice. Nobody has the selection we have. The, the product has to be great. We have over 30,000 five-star reviews. The service has to be great. We do same-day shipping. Um, the error rate is less than 0.3 of 1%. Wow. Um, and then... There's the giving back. It's not enough just to sell stuff. You got to give back. We're so (laughs) fortunate. Um, So we start by pledging 5% to the Special Olympics. Why the Special Olympics? Because I am a Special Olympics athlete. John's been participating. We were talking before about your son. Mm -hmm. John's been participating in the Special Olympics for 21 years. Wow. If there were no Special Olympics, there'd be no John's Crazy Socks. Everything he's learned in there has been so wonderful. Amazing. But we've gone on to create products that celebrate causes, raise awareness, and raise money for those causes. So 
you know, here's a little story. Um, it's January of 2017. We're just getting started. And we find out nobody buys anything in January because they spent all their money right, for Christmas. <laughs> um, and that's when we discover that people celebrate World Down Syndrome Day by wearing crazy socks. Huh. Um, when is World Down Syndrome Day? Uh, I, I'm on March 21st. Uh, to celebrate a World Down Syndrome Day. Because Down Syndrome is caused by having three 21st chromosomes. So that's why you celebrate World Down Syndrome Day there. So at that point, we were only selling other people's socks. And we go looking for a Down Syndrome-themed sock. Nobody in the world made one. Wow. What'd you say? I said, I want to make one. I want to create one. So he designed the world's first Down Syndrome awareness sock. And we called up the National Down Syndrome Society and said, hey, uh, we want to give you money from every pair of socks we send. And they said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> now, now we do a lot of work with them. In fact, John is on the board of the National Down Syndrome Society. Right. But we've now, we have a line of Down syndrome-themed products and autism-themed products and um, cerebral palsy. We're about to introduce our uh, adoption awareness up. And uh, we sponsor an autism can-do scholarship. Um, so now, you know, put this in some perspective, uh, we've now donated over $600,000 to our charity partners. John's donated over 130000 to the Special Olympics, more than any Special Olympic athlete's ever done. Um, wow. Yay, John. Good for you. Thank you. But that's part of the customer experience. When customers buy from us, they share in that. Every one of our customers becomes a philanthropist. Mm -hmm. But the most important pillar is inspiration and hope. It's showing what people with differing abilities can do. Um, we start with John. You have Down syndrome. Yes, yes I am. I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome, and nothing holds me back. Never holds you back. So we don't put John in the back. Nope. You're I, the face of the company. I, I am in the face of the company. I got be smart. And then you go to hiring. So we've been able to create 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. We want to, that, that's not enough. We want to show the world. And there are kind of two audiences. One audience are people like yourself, parents and people with different abilities. And we want to encourage them. We want to say, we need you. We want to say, you know, there is, there are jobs and you can create your own business. Um, so we host tours at our facility. We've had over 2,000 students come through on tours. We host work groups from social service agencies and high schools. We go and speak at programs and schools and parent groups. The other people are other business owners, are policymakers, are elected officials. So we go out and we want to show them, look, our business succeeds because of what we do. I, we have a TEDx talk that we've done that, you know, hiring people with different abilities is not altruism. It's good business. And we make the business argument for it. So that's taken us to, we speak at you know, small groups like Rotary Clubs and big conferences and corporate events and uh, conventions. Uh, we travel the U.S. and Mex to Mexico and across Canada. And Canada, we've been to Ottawa, Edmonton, yeah. Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. We wanted to go to Saskatoon just to say the name. Um, <laughs> but with virtual talks, you know, we've spoken in India and uh, we've spoken in Nigeria and Portugal and 
around the world. Um, and the business has created a platform so people will listen to us. And that creates an obligation on our part to speak up. So we've testified twice before the US Congress. Um, we have not had to be subpoenaed. Uh, we have routinely met with elected officials. We were on Capitol Hill last week. Um, we have now spoken twice at the United Nations. And we advocate for the rights of people with differing abilities. So you roll all that up and you get John's crazy socks. Pay no attention to that noise in the background. Mom is home, being quiet and graceful. Oh, I feel you. I've got a dog who's barking in the background here. So that's sort of the way it is when you're home, isn't it? Well, John, um, John hasn't started barking yet. though. Right? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm not a dog. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Oh, you guys are amazing. So along the way, when I found out about your company and all the things that you do, and I did read about your pillars, and I thought that was so inspiring that I went ahead and made a purchase. Now, it's so funny because when I actually spoke to you guys for the first time, you knew that I had done that and you spoke to me about it and said, oh, I'm glad you received it. We put that in the mail for you on such and such day, which I thought was so cool that you knew that I had done that. So I've been keeping it literally on my desk since then because I wanted to open it with you guys here. Would you be okay if I opened it right now? Oh, that'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. Okay, well, let's see what I've got. Oh, I have a note here with a signature from John, and it says that my socks were picked by Gary. Tell yes, me about Gary. Gary. Gary has is one of our longest tenured employees. Gary's in his 50s, now works on his own. Um, he's got different abilities. Uh, he's our inventory specialist, so he does some, works as a sock wrangler, but also works with uh, Andrew Netter, who runs our warehouse. Andrew is our lord of the socks. Um, and Gary <clears throat> helps keep track of everything coming into the warehouse. Gary's a big Met fan. Yes. Um, Gary's wonderful. Oh, I love that. And I love that you told me who picked my socks. Like, there it is. It says right there on the sheet that it's picked by Gary. Okay, that's what else funny. have I gotten here that's really fun? <gasps> I have some Welches. Did you know I love these? Thank you. My, I'm going to have to fight with my kids today over who's going to eat them all. Love those well, in there. There's kind of a story behind that. So when we started... We originally put in Hershey's uh, Kisses, right? and everybody loved it. You'd open the package, you could smell the chocolate. Until we got the email from the woman in Florida saying, you may not want to send chocolate to the South. <laughs> so we've moved on to Skittles and different fruit snacks. And now we've moved on to lollipops. Mm. Uh, so... It's just, it's part of that customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, them. I've never received a package in the mail, and I get lots of packages in the mail that had some Welches in there for me. Thank you. I will snack on these as soon as we're done. That's fun. Oh, right. I did say I was going to maybe share with my kids. So we'll I'll put it in the car when I pick them up after school. We'll fight over who's going to eat them all. 
Sounds good. I love it. Or that. you can take them yourself and they'll never know. <laughs> Don't tell. Okay. So what else do I have in here? Well, I have, hang on. I've got, I have a note and it looks like it's from you, John. This is fun. Can I read it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it says, hi, we are so happy you ordered from us. You help us give back to our charity partners and give us an opportunity to hire people with differing abilities. If you love the socks, share them with me on social media. Hashtag love my JCS John. Oh, I love this. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. I think that that's amazing. So I've got that little note in there and it's, I'm not done yet. I haven't even gotten to the hey, socks. The back of that note has the story of John's crazy socks on it. It does. And I'll have to read that later. That's so cool. And then, oh, I ordered Spider-Man socks. My son loves superheroes. Loves superheroes. So when I found these, I'm like, those are awesome. And now that the weather's getting warm, um, he likes to wear shorts. So there's going to be some superhero socks going to school being well shown off because he's got shorts on. So thank you. These are super cool. This is great. Glad you like them. That's great. I'm very excited about that. And I'm equally excited about your adoption socks. John, did you know that both of my boys are adopted? I didn't know. Yeah. And both of my boys are adopted from the United States. My youngest son was born pretty close to you in Philadelphia. How about that? Yeah, we're excited about the adoption socks. We've been working with a uh, charity based in the Midwest. Um, so they're up on our website now. We haven't formally introduced them. It looks like we'll do an event in June to formally introduce the socks. Ooh, but, that's cool. You know, we, a lot of our approach is let's go celebrate things that in the past maybe people hit. That in the past, oh, don't talk about that. Don't talk about Down syndrome. Don't talk about autism. And we want to say, no, let's bring everything out of the dark, out of the closet and celebrate it. Diversity makes us all stronger. It does. Makes us better. If we were all the same, how boring would we be? That is so. Right. Right? I love that. I love your mission. I love what it is that you guys are working toward and how amazingly kind and compassionate you are about all this. Now, I do know from a previous conversation that you've got some goals ahead of you. John, there's something you want to do by the age of 30. Do you remember what that is? What do you want to be able to do by the time you were 30? You spoke about doing two things. I do. What? I, I want to live... I want to... I will live by myself. Once you move out, I live on your own. Out. And what's the other thing you're looking to do? Get married. Get married. Right, because you did announce you were single at the beginning of this. So we'll we'll work on that one for you. You're single and eligible. You gotta find a you gotta start with a date, you know? <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So John, those are some great so goals. You're gonna put get married on your Christmas list? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. What? No. What? A girlfriend. A girlfriend on your Christmas list. Yeah. You think Santa's going to bring you a girlfriend? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> There'd be a lot of people putting that on their list, John, I promise you. <laughs> if it's, it worked uh, that way, Santa would be a very busy man. <laughs> the, the housing thing is a challenge, right? Of, um, in, in a lot of ways. One, of finding enough places and figuring that out. But also, you know, John lives... Uh, a few years ago, we gave up our big old house, moved into a nice apartment in our village. John lives with my wife and myself, and we all like it. Mm -hmm. You're very comfortable here. Yes, yes. So we all like it, but we all know now it's good. Move out, get the heck out of here. Um, yeah, that wanted to happen. And you know, and that's a, a challenge. But it, and, and the girlfriend thing. Well, you had a girlfriend yeah. for a long time. 
but he don't, she who shall not be spoken of anymore. No, <laughs> we we do a podcast. Uh, what's our podcast called? The Spring Happiness Podcast. And one of the weekly features is an update on John's love life. Oh my! But you know that's a challenge too. Um, John, you meet a lot of people. I do. In his travels, but you know, not long ago you met a woman. You guys were hitting, striking it off, and dancing and having fun. But she lives in Florida. Mm. You know, how do you make that work? That's I mean, hard. Stuff. Um, but uh, you know, John's it. It is one of the realities. John has Down syndrome that doesn't define him. And it turns out he has the same issues that everybody else has. Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Am I going to find love? You know, where where are things going to be? Right? Right. Like everybody. Yeah. We totally feel you, John. My oldest son is 18 going on 19. And he is in the same boat as you. He would love to have a girlfriend too. Like, definitely love to have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So he's on the lookout as well. I feel like a matchmaking service is coming up. <laughs> the problem, you know, John, John has to find somebody and then your mother has to approve. Oh, that's always a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, I got your back. Yeah. Right. Your mom's folks, you know, they, they weren't keen on me marrying her. In fact, if we make it to June, we'll be married 42 years. Wow. Congratulations. That's a feat in and of itself. Well, we're held together mainly by spite. Um, <laughs> you know, there were, there were some people who said it would never work out. Don't get married. So we have to outlast them. Oh, absolutely. There aren't many of them left, so we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> That's amazing. So since we're now talking about the future, let's talk, look a little bit about that. John, you absolutely have got a couple of things that are really big priorities in your life that you want to see happen. Yeah. Let's talk a little about your business. What do you envision for the future of John's Crazy Socks? Well, in one word, you could say more. We want to reach more people. We want to touch more people. We want to engage with more people. And how are we doing that? Well, back in 2020, we signed a strategic partnership with the third generation family business that manufactures stocks. Um, and they've been doing it for department stores and brand names, never directly to consumers. <clears throat> so that gives us the ability to grow the sock business. And we're shifting roles so our partners can run the day-to-day -day business. And John and I can be focused outbound. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of the business, we sell directly to consumers through our website. Um, what's our website? Reading. No, what's our website? I'm sorry. John's Crazy Socks.com. John's Crazy Socks.com. We also now sell to other businesses and nonprofits. Um, so lots of people have us making socks for them. Um, big companies, IBM, Google, uh, small businesses, schools and universities. On the nonprofit side, we've made lots of socks for groups that then sell the socks to raise money or offer them as thank you gifts mm -hmm. um, or incentives for donors. Holy Cross College raised $800,000 saying, donate $25 or more, we'll give you a pair of socks. St. Joseph's University is giving, was, gave a new pair, a pair to every incoming freshman. We have a charity fundraising program. We have a number of initiatives there. and. Now, for the first time, we are selling to retail stores through the wholesale channel. So we've just started shipping. 
you'll be able to find John's Crazy Socks at your local retailer. Um, there is a national chain. I uh, can't tell you the name, but in the third quarter, we'll be in 856 of their stores. So we have that going on, which enables us to hire more people mm -hmm. and more people find out about us. But for John and I, we're growing our speaking business. We're going out and meeting with more people, speaking with more people. We have our podcast. We're probably going to introduce a second podcast. This one, one we do now is just two of us, mm -hmm. but one that will be focused really on employment issues and we'll be uh, including interviews in that um, and offering uh, consulting services to businesses that need help in hiring people with different abilities. Oh, I love that. Um, that's a lot of our growth on, that, on, on what we'll be doing. Right, buddy? Right. I love that. Um, I think that that is absolutely required these days. There are lots of employers who I think would be interested, but there's a lot of concern. I, I don't I don't know how to work with people who do things differently than me, or I don't know what accommodations need to be made. I don't They're want afraid. to make know. you know judgments. Yeah, they don't know what they don't know, and that's holding right. them back. And, and they're afraid, and we hear things. Like, you know, one of my favorite is, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if it would work in our place. We have heavy machinery, mm -hmm. and I said, "Well, wait a second. You know, John, John crosses the street every day and is never hit by a car. What are we worried about here?" Um, and and so yes, we'd like to be able to assist companies, small and big, and kind of hold their hand and show them, you know, offer a little inspiration. If, look, if we can do this. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Mm -hmm. We told you before, we're a couple of knuckleheads selling socks. But all we want to do is change the world. But if we can go and do this, big, you know, certainly big companies that have a lot of resources can do it. Um, Love it. We're going to be, in two weeks, we're going to Iowa uh, for the Harkin Institute which was started by Senator Tom Harkin uh, for an employment summit. And they bring in some of the largest employers in the country together and some advocates to try to figure out how do we boost employment? Um, and there are a lot of people working on called the supply side, mm -hmm. trying to train people with different abilities to get jobs. But to me, it's the demand side. It's the number of jobs mm -hmm. that we have to improve, increase. And a lot of us is just showing people, look, this is what we do. And, and it enables our business to succeed. You can do it too. Um, I love that. So before we clue up, and I could talk to you guys all day, um, what advice would you give to parents with kids with differing abilities, especially parents with kids who might be in high school because they're now starting to think about what's life going to look like after high school? What advice would you give them? Well, I'll, I got to go before John because I don't want to have to follow John. <laughs> that, you're right. He steals the show. <laughs> I, I can just share, share our experience. Promote their independence. Hold back on your desire to protect your child. Let your, your child's got to take chances, got to take risks. Make them do for themselves. Sometimes it'll take longer. It's something as simple as tying your shoes. Look, I can do it a lot faster. Let's just, we got to go someplace. No, let them do it. Um, and, you know, there'll be funny things. Um, uh, here's an example. One time uh, we, we were running phone banks for a political campaign in a previous office. And uh, John said, you know, Dad, we didn't get any food for anybody. And we, you know, we'd like to put out snacks. So we said, oh, okay, well, let's get some cookies. That's what we put out. And we spoke about it. We said, let's get some chocolate chip cookies. And, and Dan, I said, you like those sprinkles? He says, yes. And sugar, yes. Oh and he wrote a list down. 
And he went off to get this stuff. And he came back with a big bag. And he took out a package of chocolate chip cookies. And he took out a five pound bag of sugar. And he took out a container of sprinkles because that's what he had written down. That was on the list. I get it. So, but, you know, he'll go, you know, like this morning, John went for a haircut. Well, we normally go to one person who's been cutting our hair, my hair for decades, but we couldn't arrange to do that. You looked and found a place in the neighborhood. I did. You made an appointment for yourself and you went out and did it. I did. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, oh, should I go with Tim? Make sure everything's going to be okay. But so I, I think that's it. We've, um, because where it's leading to, you know, in a place like ours, we need people that can work independently, mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. come. We'll train them on how to do the job, but they got to know how to dress and how to show up and be there. Or we get parents that want to stay there all day and say, no, you can't. We physically don't have the room for that. Mm-hmm. That's my bit of, you know, push your children. Don't pr- don't protect them. Let them fail. Um, because that failure will only make them stronger. And I know you have advice for people. I do. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. Walk hard so you can do. That is absolutely beautiful and so smart. I love that. There's such beauty in simplicity and keeping it really simple. So I am sure, I am sure after seeing the socks, because they're awesome, and hearing my experience of just opening this one little package and hearing your completely inspiring story, that people are going to want to reach out to you. What is the best way for people to find you? I, you can find us at John's Crazy Socks.com. John's Crazy Socks.com. If you go down the bottom, among the things that you'll see links for John's dance party. John hosts a dance party when? I, every, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern time. John hosts an online dance party. It's free. Anybody can. Come and join, but what better way to spread happiness? But you can also see links for our speaking engagements. You'll see links both there and up at the top for all the business and nonprofit services, like the custom socks, the charity fundraising program. You'll see links to our podcast. Right. Um, and you can send us email or messages. Um, we respond to everybody. I talk to every Parent, as far as I know, a parent has ever reached out to us, we talk to. Um, if there's something we can do to help, we want to. Because, right, we're spreading happiness. And what do you say are the keys to happiness? I will only imagine about is gratitude and do for others. Gratitude, do for others. So the more we can do for others, the better off we are. Oh my gosh, you guys are so awesome. Not to mention handsome. I think I said that at the beginning. You guys are so amazing and you're so fun to talk to. I am so blessed to have been connected with you. I just feel like the luckiest woman on the planet. And I'm pretty sure our audience feels like they're the luckiest ones too, because they get to have this little bit of time with you guys. Thank you so much for giving so much of yourselves for creating this life that you both absolutely love. And for those of you on the podcast, you can't see this, but these two are like hugging up a storm here. It's awesome. Um, I am so thrilled. I'm thrilled for you. I feel so empowered by you as a parent of a special needs child myself. And I really want to shine a light on and use a megaphone to shout your message out to the world. Thank you so much for being with us today and letting us have a little glimpse into all the things that makes John's crazy socks awesome. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Well, thank thank you you so so much. much for having us.
We are blessed to have you here. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.